from Tainus. We're talking in Medus. So let's talk about something which is also in Yana Diyama and also in the Gates of Medus we're talking about. Um, so the bias will leave the practical part when there's more people, but let's talk about. We spoke about the nature, like the four building blocks, if you want, that the Baruch will create, both physically and spiritually. We spoke about Eish, Maim, Ruch, and Alpha. Now, it's a little portion that if we have four blocks, if we have four base concepts, uh, then we'll see this parallel in everything which is four. Which means if you're going to see that there's four Malchias, there's four foreign kingdoms which rule the world at different stages. So we understand it's not by chance that there are four of them. Each one of them is connected one of these four elements. And the Malchus, the world victory, dominion, the empire that that, Malch, that that particular country or kingdom had was by utilizing one of these four elements, so to speak, to, to its ultimate, to its extreme. Okay, so if we're talking today on a about Batsim, it was the beginning of the prize of the Khurban, it was a day that boy Samach Melech Babel Yerushalayim. So let's talk about the Malchus of Babel. Let's talk about the Malchus of Babel, and we'll see that it's Malchus of Babel prides itself. Uh, Malchus is, Ma, the Malchus of Babel found its greatness and its expression uh, and its uniqueness in the Midas Alpha, which is the Midas speaking about. What is the nature of Midas Alpha? On the one hand, that's like we said, it's something which is an uh, anchor, it, it stops the person doing something. But there's another point which we're going to talk about offer as well. You can build this offer. Like we saw. Whether it was building oneself, like we said, building a foundation for oneself, like we spoke about, or it's building self-restraint, which is also something with internal, it's building an offer. But Lemaise, out of the four elements, fire, water, air, and offer, and which has substance, which has form, even physically, the only one which you can use to build something with is offer. You can't build with air. You can't build with water. The only thing which can be you can use to build and to, to make something with is with offer. You can need you need to add to it. That, that makes the offer stick together. But the mass that's what, what holds it so it's on shape, so to speak, and retains its form is only offer. Now, out of all the four malchus. We find something unique about Babel. Babel's uh, civilization, right from the very beginning, the first time it comes in the Torah, the first Malchus in the world was Nimrod, who was the first Melech in the world. The place of Nimrod's kingdom was situated in Babel. And what is the success of Nimrod's kingdom? It says, but the Hilahem, the offer the Let us make bricks. The leap forward in civilization 
that the people came to that time, they learned how to convert sand into bricks. They learned how to build. Because once you have bricks, you can build. Some sand doesn't hold its form too well, it's not that strong. But if you bake bricks, and that, that's something which is much stronger, it can take much more weight. And therefore, the success of Babel was its ability to build. It developed bricks. The achievement... That was personally, but his Malchus in Babel was the, the Malchus which built. And we see what was Babel's uh, biggest achievement? The tower. The Migdal that they built in Tola Sky. Right? And according to Chazal, the biggest structure ever made. Right? According to Chazal, it would take a person six months to climb the stairs to the top of the tower. So have it, have it high our skyscrapers are today. It doesn't take you six months to climb to the top. Right? Bubble was thought was achievement and Bubble's greatness and Bubble's success was the ability to work with offer, ability to build. That was on a on the external, on the physical level. We see an interesting thing. Years later, when you're talking about the Malchus Bubble, the kingdom, the empire of Nebuchadnezzar. So what was Nebuchadnezzar's greatest achievement? Not his military campaigns. I'm saying, what is his achievement as a king? What did he, what did he focus his energies and his efforts on? What did he do? And we know, Nebuchadnezzar built a tremendous statue of himself. In the valley, he made an enormous statue of himself, and then all the countries that he conquered, he brings everybody to come and bow down to the statue. Now let's ask the question: Why not just bow to him? Why to a statue of him? But Nevertheless, again, this is Babel. And Babel's achievement and its ability to build. Babel's achievement is that, and that's, that gives it size and that gives it permanence. It's built something. It's worked with offer. That Ashpah of Babel still exists in the world today. That there's value in size. Something which is bigger. It's better than offer meter. It's, it's, it's something which is you've built bigger, you've made more, whatever it's going to be. That's uh, it's not it's not value, it's not that it's worth more, whatever it's going to be. It's just because it's big, because it's uh, something more imposing. You can build higher, you can build bigger. That's the that's in the nature of bubble. The nature of bubble, the middle which, which uses offer, so to speak, in, in a way that you, this is going to be, you're going to excel in building an offer. That, that, that's the Mahalach and that's the, the nature of the Malchus of Bob. Now this comes to the second point. This comes to the second point. Yes, you can pride yourself on the size of what you can create, on the structure you can build. But the, the nature, and this is the important point, the nature of that middah, the nature of that middah is a nevur in Navi Yashayim. Place, and the Navi Shaydeh says about how in the future there will be tremendously big buildings and there will be no end to the buildings, no end to the chariots that people make, no end to the, the amount that they amass, the money that they amass. And the result of that, Vashach Kavus Adam, Vashach Ish, a person becomes minimized. And that's the corollary to the system and the worldview of Bible. And that is, if you're talking about size, if you're talking about what, what, what can be made, so that's the case, the value of the human being gets minimized. The value of the human being gets minimized. He becomes part of a production line. 
it becomes part of creating this major, wherever we're trying to, wherever it's meant to be, this major structure, this major city, this major model, the statue. And the person's value is nothing. It, he's a, just a, a cog in a, in a process. And again, Chazal tells that the bubble. The whole humanity was involved in building the bubble. All the people got together, and they all together wanted to build this Megdal. And what Chazal pointed out is one thing about Megdal Bravo. It says that if, you know, part of the construction was to climb these tremendously high stairs to get to the top. If a person fell off the side to his death, no one minded. But if someone would drop the thing of cement they were holding, that was a tragedy. You know, it takes you starting to go up and get it, now you have to go the whole way down to get more. They mourned the loss of, so to speak, building material more than the loss of a person. Right. And that's exactly the mindset of God. A person loses value. Because if it's now there's something major which we're working on building, then the person is just like a man, a man of part of this. You don't need him. You can use somebody else as well. So the more we focus on the value of what we can construct, what we can build, and the bigger it is and the more important imposing it is that the better it is, the more the person loses his value. Because he's very small in comparison. And once you're looking at physical size as importance, as being imposing, so you made that person physically isn't very big, so he loses he loses importance. Now, bubble was external structure, but the same the same mindset of bubble is in the world today as well. Instead of let's talking about building imposing edifices, building factories, being more productive, building machinery, whatever it's going to be, and then again, the person becomes an a, a very minor part in just so to speak in, in the blue collar worker somewhere in a production line which is devoted to building something much bigger it loses value exactly if we had to talk about today's bubble we'd say China it's exactly the same thing it's dedicated to building offer whether building offer is building productivity or building buildings or building factories or building whatever it's going to be and people are expendable it's not, there's no value to the person there's value to what we can construct and you're just useful in as much as you're playing a part of the construction. That's the mindset of bubble. That's the mindset of bubble. And the, our achievement is what we can build. Our achievement is what we can produce because that's the focus on what offer can do. Right? We can create something. Not something of meaning. Something of size. Okay. And that's the case. This brings us to the next middle. This brings us to the next middle. Which we're going to talk about Bad Hashem as a middle as well, but just to explain the concept. We talk about a person's, we started talking about a person's, so to speak, way of working with their with their body. And we say the offer middle, the bad offer middle regarding a person's body, they're lazy, so they don't do anything. We spoke about how a person relates to other people, how he interacts with people. And can build relationships with other people, and that offer which prevents it happening. He says, "Atlas, the person sad. He is says so cocooned in himself. He doesn't extend out of himself to reach out and to connect to somebody outside of him. Similarly, the person's ability to grow. And he said there also that the offer is going to bring a person to depression, to yush, and remember he's going to be trapped in himself and not not exercise his opportunities to grow." Now, what's the third step up? What's the third step up? Not how he relates to his body and what he can do. Not how he relates to his uh, personality and how he can connect to other people. A person relates to his mind. A person relates to his mind. 
And that is, when you talk about his self-concept. His self-concept. And now, what's the negative offer here? What's the negative offer here? The negative offer here is what we call the middle of shiftless. Lowliness. The person sees himself as being nothing. Now, this isn't another. Another is a good middle, and I'll talk about it separately. That's humility. We're talking about shiftless. A person does seem as being, being, being lowly, being insignificant. It's definitely a lack of self-confidence, and it's more than that. It's a lack of self-worth. What promotes that matter? What promotes more than anything else? The mindset of bubble. The mindset of bubble that there's no value to people. You're useful as much as you can do the job that you, in the bigger project, in the bigger picture. And if you if we don't need you for the job, you're expendable. That nothing more promotes this matter of shiftless, which is bad sim with bubble use. Everybody has to be part of the has to be part of the project. Everyone has to be involved in production in some way, because if they're not, they're meaningless. What, what what are you worth? You're worth as much as you can do to help the colossal project, the national undertaking, the country's economy, whatever you're going to call it. And if you're not part of that, then you're worth nothing. That's the middle which is bred by offer. If the value is just in what a person can do, then if they can't do, they have no value. The first nikkudah, the side of like I said, the side of Malchus Babel, like exactly the Novi Shire says, a society which prides itself on what it can, what it can create physically, whether it's towards the size or in terms of productivity or in terms of whatever it's going to be, we made it doesn't value people. People just become workers. People just become part of the communal project. Nimrod did this when he got the whole world to work on his project of building the tower. So now everyone just became a slave worker to Nimrod's dream of this huge tower. And that was his domination over them. Right? Like we said, if you go and talk about communism, it does the same thing. Everyone's building the workers' republic. Everybody doesn't count. Everybody's meaningless. It's the, 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 the concept of what's being built is something which has value. That was the nature of Malchus Bob. We see an interesting thing. We'll understand this more when we understand the concepts more. But we see that you know very often you don't often find in a nach that the same nays happen twice. But then a lot of in nach, but very often most times it's something new which happened. That exactly the same nays repeats itself, it came out never. But there is one time we find that the same nays happen twice. It happened to Abraham Avinu when he's thrown into the fire of Ur Kastim. And it happened to Hanani Mishal Vazariah when they were thrown into the fire of Nebuchadnezzar. And if you think about it for a second, it was exactly the same Malchus. And both times it was Babel. And both times they were thrown in for exactly the same reason. Avram because he refused to bow down to Nimrod. And Hanani Mishal Vazariah because he refused to bow down to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. And both times they were thrown into the fire. And both times the same nice happened. It didn't get burnt. And what's the significance of this? It's not by chance. It's always Babel who has the same, so to speak, penalty for the same thing. It's just like a repetition in the, of a story in the Nacht, some maybe 2,000 years later than it happened the first time. What's the significance of it? Well, it's like this. Like we said, a, a, a civilization which prides itself on what it can build. So if you're talking about offer as being that's uh, the, net, the, the concept of what can be built, what can be developed, what can be produced, whatever it is. 
then what's the opposite? The opposite is, is Aish. Because the nature of Aish is to destroy. That's if you think about it. Other things don't destroy offer. Aish destroys. And therefore the the if, if a society which is which which is working on developing with offer, creation with offer, the what's connected that is a fire. A fire is what destroys offer. Air doesn't affect physical things. Water pretty also not. Now it's a strong enough force, maybe it can break something, it doesn't destroy it. Fire destroys. Anything which is an offer, anything which is physical, the mass of fire fire will destroy. And therefore the Bubble saw Aish as the punishment, as the thing which destroys offer. Which it does. Uh, the Chiddush of which are the Nais, which happened both by Brahman again, the Khalim Shah Vazaya, they didn't get consumed by fire. They didn't get consumed by fire. And then, this is something which isn't in the realm of offer. Offer does get consumed by fire. This was something other, and, and what they were both showing is that there's some other element here which is stronger. Which isn't get, doesn't get consumed by that, That's the setup of the nature of the malchus. Like we said, if each of these four elements have a malchus which uh, glorified itself in that particular area, bubble connects to that, that offer. Now, when was it Nigzar and Klai Yisrael? When was it Nigzar and Klai Yisrael? That uh, they would be taken to the goddess of Babel, that they would be overpowered by Babel. So we know that was the, the, the first of the four Malchias. The one which destroyed the first place of Nikdash was the Malchus Babel. What was Klai Israel's primary Avera at the time of the first place of Nikdash, which caused the Khurban? You know, Avera Zara. Avera Zara. Bisharish, we're going to see. The, that the even though the different kinds of Avedazara but the Avedazara which the Navi is talking about which caused the Khurban was the Avedazara of offer was the Avedazara of offer what do I mean by that the Etsem Hashem has no physical representation we can't build anything to represent him or to replace him but if we talk we understand that Kodesh Baruch is a completely spiritual concept there's no offer there's nothing which has physical representation. There was a Zara in that realm as well. Malachim were other spiritual entities which people were trying to deal with that existed. There wasn't a Zara at the time of the Khurban. Like the Apostle says the first. They built statues. They built idols. The idea of building a statue as an idol, whatever it's going to be, to be worshipped, is trying to connect the offer to Rukhnis. Trying to build something physical here out of physical properties, whether it was gold or silver, whether it was clay, whether it was wood, whether it was stone, whatever they made the statues out of, all of those are offer. They're all things which have physical properties, and trying to make that into something which is which connects to Hashem or connects to Rukhis. In other words, the the mistake of Avodah of the time of the Khurban was worshiping offer. And you see in the Pesukim of the Nach, it says it again and again that they worship the work of their hands. They're worshipping the work of their hands. It wasn't the spiritual of a desire of some some other force that they did or didn't connect to. It was something physical. Mimela. The Oynish for that, the Malchus, which 
destroyed the which destroyed the Bethlehem Mikdash was the Malchus of Alpha. Was the Malchus which, so to speak, that was their strong point, that was their strength, the ability to work with Alpha. <coughs> but that's only on the on the physical external level. There's something more amic than that, like we said. And that is the nature of the middle of we spoke at the offer is that it produces a person. It causes shiftless. A person's greatness is not in the, in his physical in the physical part of the person. If you're talking about the physical part of a person, so then in every single parameter there's something which is better than it. If you're talking about size, there are a lot of animals which are bigger than a person. If you're talking about strength, there are a lot of animals which are stronger than a person. If you're talking about speed, there are a lot of animals which are faster than a person. If you're talking about his faculties, how good his eyesight or his hearing or his sense of smell is, again, he's going to get, in every single area, there's, there, there's things in the physical bria which surpass him by a lot. In every single arena. If you're going to look at man as a, the physical part of the man, so it brings to shiftless. It brings to a sense of a person is not very, is not into pride himself on. Not into pride himself on. The, the person is minimized. The person is brought to a, a level where insignificance as compared to the things around him. If you're going to appreciate a person, it's going to have to be for one of the other middles the person has. Either the offer, either the ash or the rough or the avir. We'll talk about them one by one. But as far as the offer goes, as far as the physical part of a person, he's a dava shafel. He's uh, lowly. He's less than even the animals around him. But that was the second point of the mistake in the time of the Khurban. That it brings a person to shiftless. It brings a person to a stage of he doesn't see himself as being some sort of some something of great greatness. Something on the contrary, something of uh, which has no value. Agav, this form of a desire which also exists in the world today, works on the same principle, and something which which not just in the context of this year, but something to think about. It's an amazing idea. And that is, the concept of Avodah Hashem, the concept of the fact that we're here to serve Hashem, elevates a person like nothing else. Like we said in the previous slide, right? the fact that HaKadosh Baruch is interested in me, directly, we may have extreme importance. The whole world doesn't count. But, but what, a, what a Jew does, does count. The fact that I'm the Abba the Kutsh Bricho puts me on the pedestal. The idea, even though I'm an ever to Hashem, but ever melech melech, the the understanding, the psychology, if you want to call it, in Avodah Hashem is the elevator person. Mashainkain, Avodah Zara does exactly the opposite. The concept of Avodah Zara suppresses the person. It's, it brings him down to like you're a, you're, you're a follower of whatever the Avodah Zara is, and in Melech you're it's like a a, a slave. You, you're subjugated by the rules that of a desire. And where do you see it? Again, in the value of a person. In the value of a person. It, as you know, Yiddishkeit, it gives extreme value to human life. It gives the most value to a person. Avoid desire. And exactly the opposite. There are a lot of avoid desires which, but that could minimize the value of a person. That's why you subjugate people. You, you, you feel they have no value. 
the only mail is as much as they're part of whatever it is, whether it's in, in terms of bubbles construction or in terms of bubbles of a desire. Right? That it's a, that it's a, something which you mashuba to and therefore it's, it's something which uh, takes, without that a person is no value. And the word of a desire is built on this model, built on this model, which other of would that could kill people for this reason. Uh, just the dogma. It's not Bravo, I don't know what Bravo's of Adizara is exactly how it's worshipped, but then in, even in Adi Yamazah, there are forms of idolatry in India and places like that. Buddha, I think like that, we have tremendous statues. Enormous. And they have to be carried. So they have, I don't know if it's hundreds or thousands of how many of their adherents who have to pull these enormous statues around of whatever the Adizara is, and they get crushed by it. It's too heavy, and when you get eventually something that big to move, so ever the first in hand, they get crushed. That's part of the service. That's part of the service. People will get crushed by moving the statue, and that's the way they serve it. In other words, this is Ramish bringing out, representing in graphic terms exactly this point. And our desire, which appreciates offer and size, minimizes people. And if the worship of the desire is going to get people to be killed, that's part of the process. If pulling the middle bubble means some of the workers are going to die, okay, they're expendable. It's part of the process. If building the communist state is going to be something which, and if that, that people become meaningless, they're just pawns to make it work, that's part of the process. The second part of the the world's view of offer is that it's, it's mashville the person, whether it's in the in the sense of the, the nation or in the sense of the desire. It does the same thing. Once it, once you mishabeh the offer. What can be built, what's uh, the physical property of something, and the, 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 its glory is its size, what's physical nature, then if that's the case, the person becomes irrelevant. Because when it comes to physical size or power, the person is very minimal. And then the middle, and that becomes this measure of control. The middle of control is because you reduce everybody to being shafa, to being insignificant. That's how you control them. That gives you your, your ability to control people. That was the Marcus of Nebuchadnezzar. Like it says, everyone was terrified of him. That was the ability to control. Right? The fact that anyone was, no, no one else had any ability to do anything in Nebuchadnezzar's world, in his reign. So he the shift was given the ability to control. What broke the power of Nebuchadnezzar was Dafka Khanani Mishal Hazar. Dafka, the fact that people could stand up to him. And they weren't like, supposed to be bound by that sort of control he had over them. That's what gave him the victory over Babel. The same which happened to Abraham and Nimrod. When the whole world bowed down to Nimrod, the fact that Abraham was willing to stand up, he didn't get involved in the Migdal. He stood against it. So that broke the, the reign of the Nimrod had of everybody that, that we spoke about, that, that was much for everybody to become part of that civilization, that religion. That was, that was the Yeshua. That was the, so to speak, the way to break the hold they had of it. Yeah,